Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Recorded Therapy Sessions. My name is Jake. And here in the beautiful Denton Studios today, we have David over to my left. Mm. And we've got Wayman right across from me. Hello. Boys, it's been a while. Yeah, it has. True. Oops. I'm trying to think of when we recorded Colton's episode. Wasn't that end of May, actually, now that I think about it? <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah, weird. it was, actually. It was It was May. Mm-hmm. When? No. Earlier than that. I would say April, right? No, no. Because when did we record that last one that we did that was here? Like two months ago. No, not that. It was, it's been a while, at least a month. Because it would have been... Was that back when you were married? No, that was was 1967 one thing that we did. Was that your first or second Mm -hmm. wife? No, that was me. You're right. It was me. Two months. We sound like a bunch of old men. So anyway. Yeah. We got a lot of, a lot has happened in the world. And I think in our lives too. (laughs) We've had, uh, yeah, a lot of discussion on where we're at, where we're trying to go, what we're Mm. trying to be. And amidst everything that's been happening, we've had a lot of ideas and we do have some good stuff coming for y'all. That's just an an upcoming episode. And since we haven't recorded in so long, we were just like, why don't we just check in with each other for a little bit? And I think this is something we'll probably end up doing, you know, since we are recording our therapy sessions with each other, (laughs) every like handful of of episodes, maybe four or five or so, we'll do one of these. This is a little bit similar to our fourth episode where we did kind of just a general check-in with each other, really just getting into how's life been recently? What have you been thinking about recently? What are you ruminating on? What's going on in your life? And trying to hash out some some of the things that are on the front of our minds. So that's probably what we'll get into today, but we're going to add something a little bit new instead of what we did last time in the fourth episode I gave a couple like burning questions I had at the end. But instead, we're going to pull some questions from, you know, our audience, our fan base. Ooh, like that. I like that. And we'll just pick a couple of those. But to open things up first, I think it'd be cool if we just dive right in. Jake loves being put on the spot, so I'm going to put him on the spot (laughs) first and just say, all right, it's time for some therapy, boys. Jake, how's life been? What have you really been thinking a lot about recently? What have you been ruminating on? What's something that you either keep wanting to like bring up in conversation because you just have been like churning on these couple ideas, these thoughts. What have you been wrestling with maybe mentally? Yeah. Just tell us about how life has been. Yeah, man, a lot has gone on. Not only, obviously all experiences that we have shared in the globe as a whole as experienced, but also I think the biggest changes have been with the the job. Mm. And kind of the career, you know, career trajectory and looking at what my current job is and what can I expect from it moving forward, because that's changing as a whole, too. And so I've been really and I know I probably say this like every episode that I'm like, well, I'm really analyzing, you know, like, <laughs> well, I'm really taking a look at career trajectory. But it's true, too. I mean, a lot of big major changes happened at my job for the in the history of pretty much the company. <laughs> A lot of big changes happen, and it forced me to kind of reevaluate and and maybe see where to where to draw the line, mm. where to decide that it's been a good run. Maybe time to move on to a different endeavor. You're talking about it almost as if it's inevitable, like it's coming at some yeah. point in the future. <laughs> well, yeah, because I think it's at the core, and this is something that we've talked about definitely before. I know it's not it for me, mm. and where I'm at is just trying to balance out, well, where, how can I still be at a certain spot in life and appreciate it and get valuable experience out of it without jumping the gun? I want to use the term of the day today, oh. but mm-hmm. without jumping the gun too soon and kind of letting things, it's a balance of setting goals and taking control of your life, but then also releasing control at the same time mm-hmm. and just letting things take their natural course and almost trusting that okay, well, there will be an experience or an opportunity or something that will really indicate to me that, hey, this is, this is time for a change. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't help but feel like things have been building up to that over the past several months. Dude, let's get specific though. Because okay, I, okay. I, that's like on a high general level. But I'm just thinking, okay, so you're, you're looking for like, what's coming my way? It's kind of like, if you're jumping the gun, which gun are you going to jump? And then what are you jumping into on the other <laughs> totally. side of that gun? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> no, but uh, actually, what are you keeping your eyes out for? What are you looking for? And what sort of things would you draw the line on? Well, I want to definitely get back to more of those creative positions again. So the past month or two mm-hmm. or several have been a big checklist of to-do items that I've put out, like obviously like revamping your resume, stuff like that, mm-hmm. but building out a website. Mm-hmm. really starting to compile all these materials for my portfolio or maybe creating items for my portfolio 
to better advertise myself for more creative positions Mm -hmm. than the one that I'm currently in. Mm. And so I think that that is, I'm trying to remember exactly what the question was, but it's going to be a little bit, if I'm able to pull it off, it'll be a career shift for sure. Because right now I'm definitely in tech. I'm deep in tech right now, especially Mm. customer facing, but I'm looking to go creative and like branding and ideation Mm. and stuff like that. So that's kind of an obstacle too, because that's something that you need experience with. You need portfolio pieces and well it's very competitive I and feel. it's competitive it's a huge competitive field hmm. so when you i guess i was trying to get at when you're saying something like i'm just keeping my eyes out and looking for something to come my way is that kind of looking internally at your current position at your current company and things like that and evaluating okay when do i have to draw the line here or is it more looking outward and looking at external situations and saying when is something going to come my way that i can like jump on in that sense or is it kind of both So like, what are you looking for? I think it's kind of both, but definitely looking, I guess, again, for just the, that ideation aspect of it. I I think the, the one valuable piece of not one piece of information, Mm. but experiences that I've kept gaining is just the longer you do something, the more you learn, I think what you like, and what you don't like. And so Mm. that has been valuable because as time has gone on with my current position or job, I've figured out, okay, yeah, I don't like this so much or, oh, I like this. And I've realized how much I really like the startup feel. I like those small companies and I want to return to that. Having a big corporate feel, I mean, there's a lot of benefits that come with it, literally like benefits, (laughs) which are nice, but that just doesn't, it doesn't fuel that drive or it doesn't (laughs) feel to me like, you know, you're in a team and you're you're doing this and everyone's a valuable piece. When you get in those larger companies, you start to just hop into, oh yeah, you're, you're employee number one, one, two, three, four, five, KD, seven, five, you know, like Blade Runner, like (laughs) sort of thing, you know, which is again, no, and I mean no disrespect to to any big companies out there just for my personal preferences. I love that small feel. Mm -hmm. So to answer, it's hard for me to answer your question because maybe I need to refine my focus a little bit because I, I don't really know. I know I like creating stuff. I know I like startups, but then I have like, even on my website, I put something along the lines of I'm a specialized generalist. Like, I, I don't know. I like a lot of things, you know? Yeah, I feel man. like I've got skills in a lot of things. Maybe you guys can provide insight, but how do I how, how do I make that marketable? Being like, here's, here's a great example. I've struggled with this for years. I want to go to a company and be like, literally just hire me. Trust me, just, <laughs> just hire me. Yeah. I can do whatever it is. I can do it. I can learn how to do it. I'm very coachable. I am very, very <laughs> coachable. <laughs> but seriously, I'm like, I'll learn. Don't just... I work hard. I show up. I'll never be late. Mm. Just trust me on that. Well, you can't sell yourself to a company like that and be like, hey, dude, trust me. I'm super valuable. (laughs) He wakes up, oh, 600 every day. (laughs) (laughs) Just stands up. Just militantly. Yeah. Honestly, I think startups are probably more likely to jump on that. Whereas like a corporate is going to be so rigid in structure. You have a very specific set of openings within a company for a very specific role that has very specific things and you have to meet very specific requirements. Hey, it gets way more specific and granular with a corporation. Whereas with a startup, it's kind of like you're saying where lots of people doing lots of different things all the time and every person has a wide range of like hats that they're wearing throughout the day and throughout the company. So I don't know. I think if you're looking for that already, like that's probably keep doing that because I bet that's kind of a more fitting areas where you don't have a pigeonholed position where you're only doing that one specific thing when you're like, look, I can do a lot of stuff. (laughs) And you probably feel more valuable when you can do more. I personally feel that way as well. Like I really struggled (laughs) working at a corporation where I felt like I could only do one thing. And I asked for opportunities. Like I'd be like, huh, you know, I I love writing. And some people have asked if I wanted to maybe do like ghost writing on the marketing team, even though I'm a developer. I wish I could try that. You know, I don't yeah, think that usually totally. exists in the world where people can do multiple roles because then it's like, well, when you're doing that, do we pay you at a different rate? Or, you know, people get caught up in like the, you know, bureaucratic stuff about just different roles and everything. I wish more companies, especially smaller ones like that, could have that variety of just like, just hire a person <laughs> because you know they're going to care about what you're doing and contribute value no matter what. And they could probably grow and shift as your company grows and shifts. That would be really cool if you find a company that's kind of adaptive already. And they're like, we want adaptive people on our team. Yes. And then you're like, here I am. <laughs> Go and get it. 
Well, and there's one company that kind of fueled this whole process for me of even building a website out there, but it's a, it would be a departure from what I've done in the past, but it is a company that's more of a flat organization. Hmm. And on their website, they're literally saying, you know, like we, we need people to be adaptive. This is a company that will form a team for this one project for three weeks. And then the team will be disbanded after three weeks. And then, and so I I like that. (laughs) I I love that. Right. Because I'm, I'm the person that wants to, I want to be in charge of designing something maybe for a project. Let's, Mm. we'll say two weeks, right? Two Mm. weeks sprint. But let's say that I'm designing for that. And then after that project, they go, okay, great. Well, we need someone to write like a blog post. I'm like, cool. Done. I can, I can write. Easy. Or then, oh, mm-hmm. we need a quick video. Can you help edit? Yeah, done. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what piqued my curiosity. And so I am just kind of poking around and seeing what is out there. Because I agree, startups typically have that vibe. And so even now, as I think about it, it's more reinforcing to me that I belong in that startup vibe. Because... Hmm. I'm someone that wants to do a little bit of everything. And in startups, you kind of have to do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I I really like that. So yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. So the other question I have for you is what do you think are the specific conditions you're, you're kind of pinpointing that says, okay, I'm going to make a switch, a change of any type. Like, do you have anything in particular that you're looking at and you're like, if this happens at my current job, I will leave. Or do you have anything that's like, if I see this type of position open up at any other company, I will join. I guess those are the kind of things that I'm curious about. It's like, what are your tipping points where you're like, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm making this move. I'm taking the next step. In the past, it's been, if I see a company that really just aligns with what I'm looking for, like this one that I was referencing, yeah. I even, I knew about them. I said, let me check it out. As I researched more, I was going, oh, I could, I could see myself here. Stuff like that. Even I'll extend that out to certain roles too. If I see a role that just sounds like me, Oh, okay, cool. Hmm. Um, at I don't to a fault. I think even at my current position or job, I'm very loyal. Mm-hmm. So it takes it would take a lot and has in the past for me to actually just say this is it. I've had enough. I hmm. usually can put up with a lot, <laughs> whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I mean, there's gives and takes on that one. I mean, honestly, when it comes to like just pivoting and switching to a new role, I think as long as you're looking, I think that's the key. Because if you don't look or if you're just waiting for some type of general signal, it's not going to happen because right. the grass is always greener on the other side, right? But then once you get onto the other side of the grass, then you have another side, then you have another side. I think even just applying for it, like don't even don't even think about Well, definitely think about it. <laughs> I was about to say, like, don't even think about it, just apply for it. But like uh-huh. apply for it, but then also take an example, like if you get an interview and it is a position that you are interested in. It doesn't mean you have to take it, but at least you know that A, you have the quality sets that they want and you can transition that into your other roles that you would apply for in the future. Right. Dude, it's good. That's some of the most solid advice that I think everyone kind of hears it, but I don't know how many people genuinely apply it. I think other people in similar situations to you who are kind of just always being like, well, I don't really want to start looking because I do feel loyal and I respect what I'm looking at. And I'm like, even if you do, I think... Something this wasn't my sorry, I'm just passing on advice that I've heard from other people. No, this, this is keep my, coming. It's just the idea that even if you are totally happy where you are, it's always useful and valuable to continually look and apply elsewhere. Yes. For various reasons, but it's not just because you're totally dissatisfied and you have no appreciation for where you're currently at in life or anything like that. That's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. more just you're keeping yourself open, you keep yourself growing, you're keeping yourself on top of your own personal skills and also, so you know at whatever company that you're at that you're being valued in the ways that they recognize your value in the same way that you're coming to recognize it as. Other people are evaluating you external to your current situation, you know. Those sorts of things are always just valuable in general in life. You're just basically always seeking out critiques in a way. Totally. I think that's valuable. I, Dude, I couldn't agree more. I, and that's why I think it's good for people to talk. Like you said, even if you're at a company that you love and a position that you love, you should still look. I've always been that person. I'm always updating my resume, mm. even in spots that nice. have been more secure in the past where I'm like, yeah, I have zero intention of leaving. Mm. I still got that resume up to date just, just mm. in case. Like, why not? And people mm. have been like, why are you updating? Like, you're you're in a great spot. You're not going anywhere. You're happy. Why are you updating? I'm like, well, because why not? 
Like, you know, you why? never know because yeah. the opportunity is always at the door. Like how I got into my position was basically some person was like, hey, let's actually catch up. And then boom, I got switched to a different position in one go. So dude, bingo. That's if you're getting coffee with someone, that's what everyone should be ready to do is be like, oh, hey, well, actually, do you have like, and this was the website was the one for me. Mm. Like, oh, well, hey, do you have a website instead of being like, oh, um, give me, give me a week, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just being like, oh yeah, totally. Jake dot email. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of reminding me of our commitment episode, you know, because yeah. I'm thinking about the fact that a lot of people will say, you know, no, you got to be committed to wherever you're at. And it's kind of weird that you feel in a position of not being committed when you say things like, oh, no, I'm actually like still looking and applying at other jobs, not because I, you know, I'm not committed. It's more like a balance of being open to experience in life. Yeah. Because it, you'd never know what's coming at you in life. Like nobody can predict the things that are going to happen. You're randomly meeting up with someone for coffee. And next thing you know, your whole life changes like those things you can't prepare for right. and you can't know about, but like being open and ready as best as you can to adapt to any of those things that come your way is a really important thing. But then also <laughs> committing to certain things at every different like point in time in your life, instead of just like being in that weird limbo, you know, as we were talking about in, that third episode where <laughs> we don't want to be in an open state where we never to jump on anything, but we also want to be really committed to something, but then open to the possibility of things changing and just adapting with the world as it is evolving around us. Definitely. I would say this year is all about adapting. <laughs> totally, totally. That's true. That's a, that's a crazy one. That's why I think that this year is an important one for, I mean, for a number of reasons. However, I think it is training all of us. I'm a silver linings guy. So I'm always thinking about, okay, this is kind of a terrible situation, but what good could come out of this? Mm. And I just think that I'm trying to see what opportunities I can seize during or after. We'll just use like, you know, COVID as an example, mm. right? right? What opportunities are popping up because this is all happening and maybe after how are things going to change that will create opportunities? I want to want to grab those up want to slurp up those opportunities you know <laughs> anyway let's uh enough about me david you've had some big changes oh yeah i suppose yeah especially since like <laughs> the first episode we recorded my life has changed quite a bit so currently to stay on the topic of careers just for a moment i've started a new position at a startup nice. that makes other startups it's a startup foundry pretty weird idea but anyways so I'm I'm back into the coding life. I'm not teaching anymore or tutoring or anything. And I'm just doing like full-time coding again, which has been interesting. And oh, I it's hard to evaluate how I feel about everything right now because it's all very fresh and new. But also it's very strange and surreal because due to quarantine and everything, mm. you know, everybody's remote, right? But what's even weirder is the company I work for is totally remote. And this is my first time having a remote job. So I got my job, interviewed for my job, started my job, and have been working for my job from my bedroom. All those things happened. What a, t what a time, man. <laughs> in my bedroom. And it's like, what is, yeah, it's so strange and surreal yeah. that like my life doesn't feel different at all in the sense of like my brain hasn't recognized the fact that, okay, I have 40 hours now in a career, <laughs> but my body's still just waking up in its bedroom, hanging out in the bedroom doing stuff on the computer like I normally would. But now it's just mentally, I have to make that leap in understanding. Like, I don't know. I guess I don't have to have that mental shift. But anyways, just a really weird time. It's a very surreal experience. But how's that balance then? Kind of with transitioning from, like, I, I consider your spot was more freedom because you can technically do whatever you wanted mm -hmm. during that time frame to now where you have that 40-hour career position. And I mean, I don't know if there's any real... There is a change, right? But it's just you're now more focused on a specific project than like multiple projects, per mm. se. So like, how's your balance of life now? Oh, it's all awful. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and this is also due to, you know, quarantine and lockdown and such. It's just like, I feel like I'm not the only person experiencing this. Like my roommates are also, we're all just like not sleeping well, have a hard time maintaining schedules. Oh. And I think a lot of it. So there's a lot of psychology that goes into the fact that our brain is very location aware and we kind of tap into that and our brain will like shift and prepare itself habitually based on certain locations. That's why people say like, you don't want to have your phone with you in your bed. You want to train 
your brain to think, okay, my bet is for the two S's, sleep and good times. Oh, I love, great. <laughs> love those two S's. And so if you train your brain and body, they're like, oh, but it's also for work. And it's also yeah. for watching YouTube videos. And it's also for all these things. Your brain has no idea what it's for. And it won't adjust to these circumstances. And it's hard for your brain to comprehend what's what. Mm. I think that's why I was using the, the idea of like everything feels surreal. So like your bedroom has become sleep, work, happy, fun, good times, eating dinner, just D- like everything. Your yeah. house has just become a combination of <laughs> everything. Yeah. And so I can't train good habits as well where there's no environmental contextual cues that I normally would have, you know, um. where let's say like a year ago, my bedroom, I barely use, you know, I wasn't in there <laughs> often. It, I also like, I had like kind of a, a desk outside of places. So if I even wanted to work on like my own things or even just something as simple as like watching YouTube or listening to music, I didn't need to do that in my bedroom. But now I've changed up my situation and I actually have a desk in my bedroom for the first time in a while. Mm. And all the, all these sorts of things just pushed all of these events all into one space. Anyways, so Balance-wise, I'm lacking it entirely. And I think balance for me comes a lot of being able to maintain some sort of schedule or habit, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's weird, but I guess I'll figure it out. I, I'm also not too worried about it because most of my life has been, as we established in episode one, <laughs> very off the, like, off the tracks, just no schedule, no routine all over the place. So in a way, I'm used to it. I'm just getting less sleep now, which isn't good. <laughs> uh, David, no. Yeah, I you know. You have to sleep. Ah, but there's so many things to do. How does the job align with your trajectory goals that you kind of envision yourself? Is it a little bit more aligned than what you're doing? That's a great question. Or? So to kind of get back to some of the ideas that we were talking about before, I think some of the questions I was asking you were coming from my perspective of how I've handled you know, my previous situations. So sorry for projecting that onto you. No, <laughs> I'm just wondering everyone, if everyone you related to any of that is probably what I was more getting at is, you know, do you have that like mutual understanding of where we approaching the things similar ways? Anyway, so for me, I approached my last position in the sense of like, okay, where would I draw the line in terms of like, do I feel ethically, ethically sound and content and okay with my situation? And then also, do I feel like I'm being used in a way that caters to my strengths. Kind of the idea that, again, plays into what you're saying of, I might have a lot that I can offer, but if I'm only offering one small part of who I am to a situation, then I don't feel like I'm fully appreciated or valued where I'm at. So I was looking for that too. I was also looking for a sense of contributing to a cause that has a positive social impact. I think that really matters to me in the sense of knowing I have, say, about 80,000 hours in my career that's a lot of time to dedicate to something. What good can I do with my life and with that uh, that resource, in a sense? All this time in my life, which can I turn that into something where I can do good? Where that's going to take a chunk of maybe 40% of my adult life, right? Mm. <laughs> can I do something good with that? And so it was really evaluating that. And, you know, for me previously, I I reached a certain point where I personally felt I was realizing I don't think that what I'm working on should even exist in the world. <laughs> and that kind of came at odds with, you know, my whole mentality, my whole meaning of life. So I decided to leave and I didn't have, <laughs> I jumped the gun, but I didn't jump into anything on the other side of that. <laughs> it was just like, I'm just jumping it. And then uh, I'll figure things out later. I did have some ideas, but those kind of all fell through. And I got super lucky in my current position. So to fast forward, Two years later, after trying a bunch of different stuff out, I just got extremely lucky finding an organization that I had already kind of been in contact with someone through over like two and a half, three years ago. I had already wanted to be a part of what they were doing. Mm. And so that was really neat that it just so happened that they opened up a specific position. I applied and things really worked out kind of coincidentally, you know, not <laughs> again, it's that openness to experience, I guess. Like oh, we were, it just happened to I wanted it to happen if it was on my own terms three years ago. <laughs> and I had contacted the people there who were working for this organization and been like, I love what you're doing. Can I contribute in any way? And they're like, you know, we're all kind of booked up. We we have everything that we need right now, but keep in contact. It's crazy how <laughs> three years down the line, finally something comes out of that, which is really cool. Timing. Um, the yeah. timing wasn't right then. Yeah. We should do a whole episode at some point on timing and 
and patience. And, yeah. But anyway, sorry. Whew, no joke, dude. <laughs> but you know, that's also the surreal aspect of this is the fact that it's been on my mind for over three years, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, and now that it's here, it's like, huh. Well, I don't know what I expected exactly, <laughs> but uh, it's here. It arrives. I kind of got what I had been looking for about three years ago. That's insane to think about, but here it is, you know? So I'm in a very good place in that sense. Nice. I'm in a weird place in my sleeping sense, but <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> otherwise, yeah, no. Um, so things are good for me, man. I think to take my moment here to think about what have I been ruminating on though? Yeah. Which is another thing we should talk about as we're doing our little therapy here. Mm. This is not career related at all. It's more evaluating the situations that we're all facing as a globe right now, you know, and, and just, I keep coming back to this idea of reforming and changing the systems that we're all inside of and the contexts that we're all inside of, how to shape those in a better way, how to just improve the conditions under which all of our lives are unfolding. How do we improve those? How do we make changes that are significant and positive in the right direction? So, okay, from a point of view of a lot of our systems are defined by, say, political and economic conditions, right? So how can we make changes there in effective ways? How can we make effective changes socially for defining our cultural feel? Like, how do these changes happen? I've just been trying to maybe get like a historical perspective, too, of just looking at like when throughout history have significant reforms of systems that we've been in changed and what led to that. Anyways... So my mind has been all over that, just kind of feeling like amidst everything that's happening, I don't want myself or any of my friends or family or loved ones to feel a sense of futility or like hopelessness or helplessness about anything in their situation. It's all outside of their control. And like, if things suck, you can't do anything about it, right? You can't make the world a better place or be the change that you want to see in the world. Instead, you just have to suck it up and deal with the fact that life sucks. It's like, no. I want to have a sense of agency in life and I want to empower other people with that sense of agency and I want to find ways that we can genuinely make changes. Mm. So basically, I'm looking for an optimistic mentality where I can dig into a sense of evidence behind, actually, yeah, we all are capable of changing the world for better, not just as individuals, because I don't think that's realistic, but looking at how do communities, people, groups, organizations have a significant impact? That's really like, ah, oh, man, I've been sitting on that a lot. And I don't exactly have a clear sense of answers, but have you guys been thinking about any of these sorts of things as you've been dealing with a lot of the situations recently in a, in a global sense of when we look at systems that have kind of failed to adapt in this, again, this year is a year where we have to adapt and evolve to things that are happening. And a lot of systems have kind of failed in a lot of ways. And I think the public is very aware of these things and we're all kind of wanting change and seeking that, but also asking ourselves how. How do we bring about the things that we are hopefully building a consensus on of a better idea? Anyways, I'm rambling here, but what do you guys think? I've been thinking about a lot of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like it seems like 2020 has been a year. It's like a snake with its old skin, <laughs> but it's had this skin for like 10 years. And then this was the year that was like new decade. Let's let's shed our skin start over. And it's Holy a painful cow. process, but it'll it'll hopefully have more of a refined product at the end, oh right? Yeah, new new Dang. skin. That's that what analogy is like really me. good. Yeah, Dude, the analogies, his analogies are on point. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Thank you. <laughs> That's how I've been viewing it though, mm. because there's big changes with, let's say, global health, yeah. I guess, or there's that one, right? Then so many racial issues and injustices have been really coming to the forefront now. That's a big sense of change. So we've got these big ones that are kind of sparking changes on a smaller level too, because all of a sudden with how businesses are built and commerce or just the, let's just say like the US workday yeah. is completely being flipped. And it's almost like this is the year now where everyone's going, well, maybe we should reevaluate. What do we, <laughs> what do we number one, need to do different? Mm -hmm. And number two, maybe how could we change things up? I think it's just one big change here. So I've been thinking about it a lot. I want to give a shout out and check out David's Facebook page or Instagram for that diagram that she posted yesterday. Hmm. Or two days ago, because I think that was a very good like depiction of, I mean, it was a very personalized, your analysis <laughs> and interpretation of one particular system, mm -hmm. capitalism, mm -hmm. and how could we maybe restructure it to give people more value or to, you know, is this the right method? Like years ago, we chose this route. Well, is that really the right, you know, maybe, maybe mm. it was at the time, but how, how do we change it? 
if we're that snake wearing that skin, maybe that skin was like real good and like nice and tough. Like it was new at some point. Back. It, it was fashionable. <laughs> but you know, fashion trends change. We got to shed that skin, embrace something Bingo. new. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't, if you're friends with David, go check out his <laughs> go check out his diagram. It's it's thought provoking, dude. I've, yeah, that's something I actually I've been thinking about lately. Is how can we bring about change? I think ideation is a big thing. And for me, I've just been exploring like what mediums can we convey ideas, and that's been something fun and new. I'm exploring. I'm obviously just getting started with trying new things. I always look back as soon as I'm done. I'm like, ah, oh, I have so many critiques, <laughs> but that's with every good thing in life as we're growing and developing and evolving and trying new things. It's never going to be good the first time around. But you know what's funny? I'm going to take a moment to just reflect upon our podcast and things like that. So today we just had even cook another amazing meal for us. As always. God bless you, you sweet child. <laughs> and today's was the same meal that we ate the very first time when we decided we should do a podcast. Yes, it yeah, Except yeah, yeah. Without the fried chicken. Without the fried chicken. Right. That's right. That's the only thing that's changed. No fried chicken. Oh, but, dude, good call. Do you want to just briefly describe that so the audience can enjoy this? Oh, with us? Yeah. yeah. So it's basically a Korean street food, dopoki. Mm. Not to be misunderstood as the character from Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> I was just gonna say, <laughs> sick weapon layout, <laughs> dude. Her loadout is sick. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it was like basically um, Korean red pepper paste. We did onions, fish cake, rice cake, which is topuki. And then we had a couple of different smaller dishes like mandu, so the Korean style dumplings. And then there's, I don't know what they call it, but it's basically a fried wrapped seaweed with like sweet potato noodles and green onion, carrots and mushrooms. So it's like basically like japche that's fried and in a nice little bundle. It's like how I make it is I add a little bit of tomato paste to just kind of help with the palate. So it's like a little bit more Americanized, but it's like sweet, vinegary, and then also a little umami from the tomatoes. So, so good. Uh, <laughs> that just about wraps it up, boy. No, I'm just kidding. Let's <laughs> just call it there. No, anyways, it's funny because a lot of the conversations that led to us deciding to, you know, do a podcast and such. And as I'm thinking now about just how we all push each other to try new things and to embrace yeah. the openness of life. and the openness to experiences and to just test ideas as we have them. That's been the, the coolest thing that I appreciate about y'all is always pushing things to the next level. Is, okay, yeah, yeah, you can talk about all this and we can have like a therapeutic session here, but then take it to the next step. Put it on the calendar, says <laughs> When are you going to do this actually? What are you going to do? Because if you genuinely believe in something, then you have to take action on it. Otherwise, like, do you really believe in it? You know? <laughs> it's like... Setting priorities, mm-hmm. right? I think that's like a big thing with us is how do we prioritize our life and general ideas, projects and stuff like that. And I think when we did do this podcast, it was more like how do we prioritize us, get ourselves to that next level and then talk about our experiences. And then it almost morphed to now to where we have more of this open topic and open conversation about mm. certain things that most people don't talk about, mm. which I think was kind of a cool adaptive morph to this podcast wow well and one thing that i i just was thinking about and i don't want to forget it this is a big year of change. whether people are planning on 2020 being a year of change or not well it is (laughs) my thought on that is almost like okay seize that opportunity everything's changing so whatever changes in your life maybe you've been ruminating on for x amount of time apparently this is the year of change so just send Mm. it and that is also I'm saying that to myself, to remind myself, but yeah. Yeah, don't worry. You remember that baseball bat from that <laughs> I got that and I will- Still load yeah. up in my car. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to keep you in line. That's it. Oh, geez. <laughs> so on these lines, <clears throat> Wayman. Yeah. No, I'm just yes. kidding. <laughs> Whoa, no. don't put it at me. I'm not, uh, don't worry. I won't hit you with it, but you feed me. I'm not going to hit me. you yet. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you're not going to beat me yet. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> so, Wayman, how's life, man? What's been on your mind a lot lately? What have you been thinking about, ruminating on? And, you know, how are you just coping, handling with all these changes in life? What ones are you embracing? What do you, how's life? You know, I'll just leave it there. Uh, how's life? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, so life in general, it, it's kind of just going. So, like, right now, everything is just, all the stuff that's happening right now is just kind of hitting me in the face. But 
I'm kind of taking it as it is. So like, especially like during this pandemic, during this like kind of cultural revolution in a way, I'm kind of taking it as is and kind of like slowly. But like, I think the main thing is the job, job perspective. It's great in a way that I'm grateful that I still have my job and it's prospering so far. There is a rumor that there is a possible recession coming through soon. So I have to make sure that I'm prepared. And the whole sense of like us talking about change, I need to change how I'm living in regards to how I'm spending money. Yeah, stop buying all those Lamborghinis. <laughs> Dude, all the Lamborghinis. And Ugh. that $10,000 microphone. Oh, set. <laughs> that. And your studio space too? Are you still paying for uh, Yeah. But no, it's interesting because I was thinking about it and with the whole food and restaurant thing, because that's just what I enjoy to look at and read up on and just how people are adapting to the change. It's interesting how much the government hasn't really provided any feedback. There's no real sense of guidelines that a restaurant should follow. So everybody's kind of doing what they think is the right version of how to deal with this. And in my mind, and like just creating my quote unquote perfect restaurant, I'm like, huh, the business model that I'm thinking about doing, it would totally work in either environment other than possibly having to close down. But I don't even think about closing down because there would be a pickup window, there'd be delivery. I mean, not really delivery, but you have Uber Eats, you have Grubhub, you have DoorDash. There's ways to pivot to where if one part of the restaurant is closed down, you can still go to the other side. So I've been thinking about actually doing more restaurants in in the future and actually opening up one because I think that's the biggest thing. Hmm. And I've talked to you guys about it a lot and I want to do it, but I also need to practice diligence, which now I'm going back to the gym. I'm actually practicing those habits that we're talking about. Wake up in the morning, I fold my bed, get ready to go work out and then go. And that's been like a repeat. So I'm not really militant on the time mm. part, but at least just the habit forming of creating that part. And so now I'm hoping to transition those habits into my career where I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And once I complete that, then I can move on to the next thing. Mm. But with my current job right now, it's kind of tough because I'm mentally drained and I also have to think about when would a good time to quote unquote take a vacation? How do I mentally turn off not thinking about the job? Because like every single day, even on the weekend, I'm already kind of thinking about like, okay, what do I have to do for the next client? What do I have to do for them? And then when does everything need to get completed? So I'm having a hard time closing down the work side of my brain. And then once that closes down, how to open back up my relaxing side. Because <laughs> I think that was like the difference when I was at the other job. I could go to work, not think about it. Go to work, not think about it. But now it's like, go to work, still think about it. It's just annoying. Yeah. Dude, so many different things happening. But you're still waking up every morning, yelling at your Google Home Mini, folding your bed in half. <laughs> <laughs> you know, starting to... No, but <clears throat> we should mention, to make it clear every episode, Wayman does love cooking. He does. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> but more specifically what are you thinking about with restaurants right now i want to open a noodle and dumpling shop just make a bunch of different dumplings make it maybe like three or four different noodle dishes that are more soup based than stir fry maybe do stir fry in the future but like wonton soup uh, ramen is a big one here but i'm not going to venture into like the vietnamese like fun and stuff like that because they we already have it. We mm -hmm. don't need it. Mm -hmm. Or I don't, don't need to make it. Say that. We could always use more fun. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's just my my cooking style. I would rather do like a ramyun, a Korean style ramen, or like a Japanese style ramen, or a Chinese style ramen than a Vietnamese style. Because there's so many Vietnamese shops. Like maybe in the future, like I'll do like a special or something like that. But the main business model is dumplings and noodles. Because one. You can buy the dumplings ahead of time, right? And then you can just store it in the fridge, put it in the freezer. It's already ready to made. All you got to do is pop in the, the microwave. The noodle shop part, it can be tricky, but you can like separate the noodles with the noodle and then the toppings on the side. And so like if it ever had to go into like takeout mode, no problem. Sealed and ready to go. What about, I know that in the past you've tossed around the idea of food trucks. What about that except food truck? Especially now that dining in is a weird gray area of I think food trucks is is not a bad idea. I think the problem is is that how much can you do with inside the food truck? True. Also, I guess 
it almost feels like if I do do a food truck, right, I would still have to rent out like a restaurant space or not really restaurant space, but a kitchen space to actually do the stuff. Mm. And then, I mean, kind of like, uh, like, let's just talk about it, right? With the food truck, all I would need is a steaming basket, like a steaming tray, a kettle or something like that to keep the broth warm. And then, you know, just a cool top for all the toppings and stuff like that. So it's doable. It's just how much could I serve? And then in what community could I do it in? And then also, how would it be accessible for the noodle part? The dumpling part is easy. You know, just slap some dumplings inside a tray. Boom, there you go. Steamed, fried, whatever, pan seared. But I, everybody keeps telling me about like, yeah, you should do a food truck. You should look into the food truck. It's mobile and stuff like that. But I kind of like, I'm more into brick and mortar because then I get the sense of people coming back. It's almost like like a diner. It's like, oh, hey, Penny, give me the usual. Okay, boss. And then, you know, there's a cup of coffee. There's the plate with two <laughs> eggs, bacon, <laughs> sausage, and, and pancakes, you know? But yeah, that's why I'm I'm more into brick and mortar than I am to uh, food trucks now. Mm. Dude, so my next thought and question is kind of where I was poking around with Jake's idea. So for Jake's situation, it seems when we use the key phrase of the day, jump the gun. It means you leave one position to go to another. It's a total transition, pivot, change in career, everything like that. But for this sort of situation, what does it look like for you? Define jumping the gun in your life. So I guess if to define jumping gun for this situation is to minimize spending as much as I can. And then also looking into or at least figuring out what I would need on a business level in order to open. So like looking at looking at buildings, sites, lease spaces and stuff like that. And then thinking about employment, right? Taxation, employment laws, then also, you know, business license and then also e-commerce. So thinking about what what payment processor do I go with? So there's a lot of things that are in there that I have no clue on on that side to start off like where should i start off first and like i know probably the easiest thing is just to open a business license so just getting the business license getting the business name going there but then i think for me it's more of a learning process now so actually taking the time to one form the habit of not spending money but then also two learning by going to the library or getting getting some resources that will help with opening a business and also i'm scared yeah because i have a huge thing with debt even like with the house and everything like that, I'm just like, there's such a huge debt in my life right now that I'm like, I don't know if I could take on a bigger debt at this point in time, right? So like, I couldn't jump the gun right now. There's no jumping the gun in this. So yeah, I guess I was asking because, see, you you have a job right now, right? I have a job, <laughs> you <yes>. know, you, <laughs> It's like, you're not going to like with that tomorrow. Just uh, I guess I was kind of asking, is for a little while, this is going to be a little bit like of a side hustle in a sense. Yeah. So it's not going to be just like a total 180 transition. Like here I am in the tech world tomorrow. I'm going to be back in culinary. <laughs> yeah. No, n- not like last time. No. Yeah. No, it will definitely be like a slow transition where it's just like, okay, I'm going to start doing it. I think it's almost like I'm now making enough money to where I see that I don't really need this job anymore. So I can actually fully give my 100% attention to now my business. Mm-hmm. That ties into patience. We got to come back to this topic of patience and timing. But I think if we even look at just our ages, that's typically, I feel like this is when things start to, if people do open up their own businesses, I feel like this is kind of the age where it starts to happen, where you've worked in any industries, whether it's the one you want to be in or not, but you've worked, you've kind of got established, you start to get actually a decent cash flow coming in. Yeah. You start to save up a little bit. I feel like your thirty early thirties are kind of the start of like your launch pad for launching your own business or your own thing because mm-hmm. you're you're a little bit established. Maybe you've got savings and you can start to think about that. Whereas you know, I know people start companies when you're like twenty two all the time. However, typically, I'll just generalize and say you're broke at twenty two. You don't have any yeah. money, or you know, I th- I didn't yeah. have money and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, <laughs> no. not that I do now, but dude. Yeah. So I'm curious. What are you looking for? Are you keeping your eyes out for anything in particular in the sense of being open to things that are coming at you in life? Are you looking outwards, inwards, whatever, for anything in particular that's either going to be a signal for you to enact some sort of change or a trigger for next steps, things like that? I think it's mostly a trigger. So the the thing that will trigger most of this is once finances get solidified. 
So are you looking at like a specific so, number in your savings account, yeah, basically? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I need to hit a safety net. But yeah, now I'm like, I really have to hone in on this. Like if in order to succeed, I have to solidify finances. And that's going to be the hugest trigger in order to push me to get into the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Or at least opening the restaurant. Do you have a pretty good idea? I don't, you don't need to like say all this out loud here, but like you have a pretty good idea of like what you're looking for. Yes. Like, and once you hit that, you're going to make your next move. Yeah. That's yeah. basically the next move. Dude. Cause I think that this is another thing again over podcasts, like hold each other accountable a little bit. Totally. So that's your next big step. That's the next we're going to, we're going to try to hold you accountable. And so to bounce back to some accountability in Jake's land, what can you do right now to prepare to be open? Because you're just kind of, you're in a looking stage, I guess, right? Is that, kind of the feel or do you have like a direct next step that you're looking at so no direct next step however i've got a whiteboard in my bedroom mm. and that's where i put down Love. all of my whiteboard. Yeah, it's a whiteboard i've got all my lists and so i'm kind of transitioning phases because the past month or so has been prep mm. so building my website work on the portfolio but now i've slowly but surely i've checked all those things off so now i'm transitioning into a search phase and starting to see what's out there yeah. i was just thinking about this before you asked that I was like, well, what what could you guys hold me accountable for? Because mm. I'm also just trying to I'm trying to save as much money as I can. I'm in a good spot where I am able to save uh, a good amount, so I'm just trying to save as much. I'm trying to think of what specific it's a problem because I don't have like a specific. Yeah, time I'm in the same boat. Or, yeah, because you, you know, yeah, you might not be locked into time frame when you're just openly looking. Yeah, that's more of like a trigger state. But oh. yeah, I mean, like, go ahead. well, this is completely unrelated, but. And this is going to take months and months. The only set time frame that I have is that my goal right now is to be debt-free by 30. Dude. And my 30th birthday is March. Dang. So, yikes. I just like scared myself saying that. I've had no <laughs> issues with saying that I'm turning 30 next, but for whatever reason, that just hit me. But the only debt I have is my truck loan right now. And I was looking at it and I was like, I could pay that off by, by 30. So that's the only like nice. set time frame that I have right now. Dang. That's nice. Good. Let's use that as like a accountability point is just debt free at 30 mm-hmm. that's one yeah i mean it's one yeah. accountability i want a good accountability point for the career stuff well, especially because that's been the hot topic what else do you need to get done i guess would be the best way to put it to prepare for being super open to if an opportunity tomorrow shows up at your doorstep you know you grab that coffee with that person they're like are you ready for this and you're like heck yeah check out yes. everything that i've prepared so that's true website website is built portfolio I can add more to it. So that's kind of a, mm-hmm. eh, it's good. I'm in the middle of redesigning my resume. I feel like I redesign my resume every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But by the end of next week, I should be locked in. So I'm hoping that by next week, I, I'm i at the stage where if someone would be like, hey, do you have a resume? Be like, boom, there you go. Nice. Your website. Yep. Here it is. So, nice, dude. and then that'll start phase two, <laughs> operation send it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about you? Oh, geez. Yeah. Or maybe in future episodes too, we can come back. Maybe we can think about this and like yeah, what are specific yeah. accountability measures. Yeah. But yeah, do you have anything right now? I mean, off the top of the things that I had mentioned and listed, like not in particular, because I guess my goals right now are kind of based around a bunch of individual projects that I didn't really bring up. And I don't really <laughs> want to dive into all of them right now when we only have a few minutes left. But I think, I know I have some big projects that I want to finish this month. I told myself I would, and I told myself I'd do it last month, and I didn't. So I'm like, whew, I do need some accountability partners. Yeah, you guys can keep me on track with some of those, and I can get into that more detail in, in some other episodes and such. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay. So we want to open up events like these where we want to invite anyone who listens to these to always just be open to sending us questions to like spark little conversations. In this case, actually, Mr. and Mrs. Albers gave us uh, (laughs) a handful of questions. We unfortunately don't have time to get into all of them, but, oh man, which one should we choose? Give me a number one through 10, William. Oh. Eight. Oh. Eight. Eight. Oh. Wow. All right. Here, oh boy. Here comes the oh phone God. one. Oh, God. What have you done? I'm really this is, bad at this. This so is sorry, probably guys. from Judy herself. Oh, <laughs> man. I love This is a great question. Uh, and since you picked the number, you had to go first. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. What qualities do you look for in a prospective spouse? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Ma, when I call. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a mom Why question. Why did this so have sure. to happen? <laughs> this is, uh, 
We're definitely rolling with this one. We got to go with it. Fine. Okay, I'll go. This quick. is a good change of pace. Actually, I'm not. I'm not upset. That is completely different topic from what we've been talking about. Oh man, sweet. All right. Yeah. So to kind of go into that, I am looking for somebody that has long hair. It doesn't have to be short. Yes, Jake. Perfect like right Jake. There. Actually, Jake's hair length is probably good. It's like almost shoulder length in a way. Longer is better. Basically, you're looking for someone. <laughs> I'm looking for Jake. Jake? No, no, no. But long the hair. physique. Oh, please. No. no okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not the Keep going. I'm derailing you so bad. It's fine. Um, so long hair, um, you know, got some meat on on their bones right <laughs> not looking for skinny <laughs> per se but honestly as long as i can be myself right being able to watch my japanese cartoons hmm. um being able to play video games and just kind of like hanging out in a way yeah i think that's the thing i'm not i i say i would say i'm ready but at the same time there are specific features that i'm looking for and specific mindset that's a huge thing is the mindset you didn't totally. say features did you i'm just kidding i did say features it can make sense in a normal like a personal feature but also i just i just think of yeah exactly (laughs) does she come with wi-fi anyways no sorry i i I had on my mind you buying products on like (laughs) online and i'm like he's looking for specific features (laughs) batteries included All right, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that's uh, that's legit. Oh, why did we get this question? Uh, all right, Jake, go for it. Uh, I feel like this question is just going to reveal all of my contradictions and be like, <laughs> I want someone who's nice but mean. And <laughs> no, um, I think someone who's very active. I, I definitely. I'm just going to put this phrase out here because I've used this phrase before. I realize it. I don't mean this in like a narcissistic way. I promise. I need someone that keeps up with me. I, I'm a ve- no, like and see, and that's why the second <laughs> no, I say no, it, I'm like, sorry. no, no, no. I feel bad. No, no, no. Keep going. But true, I'm a very, yeah. a very active person. I like moving, whether it's day to day or you know, you don't like uh, to settle. I don't like to settle. No, and so I like people that are are going to move with me. So someone who can keep up, is very active, outdoorsy, you know, just physical activity, and then. Open-minded mindset is a really good one, but I like people who are open-minded or willing to try new things because that's that's what I appreciate and things I want to be like, dude, I don't, I don't know. Let's try it out. Like why I don't like closed-mindedness. So yeah. open-mindedness, I guess athletic, but then also good sense of humor. Hmm. You guys know I'm an idiot. Okay, let's not. <laughs> and I need say someone that, that can way. just accept it, not necessarily someone that. That's what I thought it. you meant when you said someone that keeps up with me is also like <laughs> you could be all over the place in conversations and your sense of humor. Like I thought that's what you meant, but yeah, yeah, I could see that as well. Well, I guess I guess now you just gave that meaning. Keep up with me in, in <laughs> like various levels. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, just open minded, active, good sense of humor. Germany. <laughs> yeah and then jokingly you're like yeah german right no but someone who's passionate about something mm. and again it doesn't have to be just something that when they start talking about it, they get fired up they're they're lit up about it and you can tell that there's energy behind it not just not trying to be demeaning but no, i don't like i don't like boring yeah i like interesting you know i think i guess the, i'll leave it at that i think the key thing for me is like cr- like when it comes to like passionate about something is like career driven in a way yeah where it's yeah. just like yeah i'm thinking about going like this it's just like okay you've been thinking about this for like how many years now and you know you're just thinking about it right send it and someone who's independent you know who we can i like i mm, like together dude, time yeah. but i also need you to do your own thing you gotta have your own i got my thing. individual lives yeah but not like too independent because I still want you to like want me at the end of the day. <laughs> Dude, what a dichotomy, man. Uh, that's crazy. It's like there's this woman, Esther Perel. It's really good. She talks about this all the time. Oh, highly recommend it. Anyways, oh, wait, is she been on? I think I've. The, she I think has I know like who you're talking about. Two or three TED Talks that I love and I send to everyone who's, you know, freaking stuff out in life. Isn't she from, is she the woman who's like from Poland? Dude, yeah, her or? accent is incredible. Yeah, I'm pretty but sure. She, she yeah. talks about all uh, that, that like 
battle between the two things that you want. Like you want the independence, yet at the same time, you know, you you want them to depend on you. You know, yeah, <laughs> you totally, want that like totally. adventurous, free spirited, outgoing, but you also want them to be like you know very familiar and like close knit and tied to you in a way. Yeah, those uh, there's so many contradicting things that we want from people. It's kind of like how the things that I want in my prospective spouse. I always get worried about having like a double standard of like. Do I have these ridiculous high expectations of someone else that if they were to have that on me, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. But, okay. Oh, so, you, David. Uh, <laughs> you guys know how I write everything down, you know? Yeah. You get Google in like spreadsheet, Google, Google, Google Doc. Docs and everything. Sure enough, I have. Uh, no, <laughs> shut up. You dude. do. Wait, wait, wait. Do you actually. I should just let you finish talking instead of just jumping, <laughs> jumping I, the gun. No, no, this is actually, okay, another question that I've been asked in the past is like, uh, this is a really good one. What's the best advice you've ever been given? I used to answer that very commonly with the answer of the best advice I've ever been given is when you are at a very objective point in your life and you are not dating anyone, that's what I mean by objective. Because when you're dating someone, you're going to be very subjective when you answer this question of what are your like must-haves when you are oh, yeah. looking for a prospective spouse, as your mother would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you are uh, looking to court someone. <laughs> and I thought this was actually super hard. So I had someone in my life at the time who was like, okay, you're going through this situation. I just got out of a relationship and this person in my life was like, okay, a couple weeks from now, when you've cleared your head a little bit, write down at least like five things that you're really looking for. And then maybe like five additional preferences that aren't absolute must-haves, but like just make it very clear to yourself what it is that you're wanting. Mm. And it's funny, these things shift over time too, just as everything evolves in time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, I'll read you guys my five. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Number one, loves great conversation, especially deep intellectual discussion. Love it. Especially with good food and drink. Oh, (laughs) Oh, So if if she loves talking over a good dinner, that's it. Dude, awesome. Uh, number two, this is something that I've had to learn over time, but I think needs to share my beliefs. So it has to be atheist, agnostic, or otherwise non-religious. That's just been a big yeah. thing. Let's just have to have the same values and mm. the same basis for those values. Three, highly aspirational. That just means it has an incredible drive that I'm going to admire every day towards whatever cool things that they're pursuing. I just love being excited about other people doing amazing things. And that's something I'd want in my prospective spouse. Um, <laughs> number four, bumps dope mixtapes with fat, funky beats <laughs> and rad jams. So, uh, yeah. There it is. That, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's an absolute necessity there. And then number five is does her own stunts. Don't want someone oh. with a stunt devil. She's got to do her own stunts. <laughs> Because uh, you know me, the stuntman extraordinaire. That's really what I'm looking for. Someone who can keep up with me and does their own stunts as well. Uh, anyways, yeah, those, that's my top five right now. That's that's cool though. I as soon as you said, oh, well, I actually took time to do five essentials, five n- nice to have preferences. Sort yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, dude, I need to do that. Mm. I should do that because then that defines it. Yes. It does define <laughs> But that's okay. And, and at some point, we need to talk about patience and timing. Mm, yeah. Because I also, I believe in the concept that things that change or happen always, it's when you least expect it or anything like that. I almost feel like you find that special person in your life when you hit a spot where you're not looking for it, where you're like, no, I'm cool with, I'm cool with me being me. And I don't care, you know, right now I don't need a partner. I swear to God, that's, that's when it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not when you're like search actively searching. <laughs> Obviously I could be wrong. This is me totally speculating, but I just feel like that's when things happen in life is mm-hmm. when you're like, no, you know what? I'm happy. I don't need a girlfriend. That's when you get a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy. I am happy. I do not need a girlfriend. Hear that universe? <laughs> I am satisfied with myself. No, sir. <laughs> Hold on, let me check Bumble really quick. <laughs> Did that work? Did it, you got? Did oh, you get a match? Left and right. <laughs> well, thanks to thanks, some of our thanks, biggest Mom. fans. Yeah, yeah, it's like two of our <laughs> biggest fans. Kurt and Judy Albers. <laughs> love you, love you, Mom and Dad. Thank you so uh, much, Mister and Mrs. Albers. Mrs. Albers. We have a whole bundle of 
other questions we could have gotten into from them and others, but send us questions. Send d- just DM. Be fun. I'm trying to think the best place would probably be DM us on Instagram. Yeah, RTS.POD. That'd be the best. Cause I know people have sent me questions, yeah. but I don't know. I don't, oh yeah. If it's you not one spot, I get lost. Sure. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you could. I just, I, I get sidetracked. I'm like, dude, sick question gone <laughs> you know we also would like to hear your voice too so there is an actual voicemail system on anchor.fm so oh, wait really holy yeah. snooks so if you look on if you search anchor.fm slash i think recorded therapy sessions there is a recording function so there, if that. you click on the record a message it actually will record a message to us and we would love to have you ask the questions on there too dude then we'll feature you too that's, that's cool right Dang. maybe yeah dude leave a message ask a question Maybe you can say which one of us you'd like to date. Um. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> also, Mrs. Alvarez has mentioned that as well, hasn't she? She's like, you know, maybe some nice young woman will be listening to your podcast, Jake, and she'll be inspired to see if she, you'd like to go on a date. <laughs> anyway. Hey, good catch up, guys. Good catch up. It's quality. I'm trying to think, do we need to plug anything? Follow us on Instagram, rts.pod. We've got more stuff coming too. Yeah. Yeah. We have, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to lie <laughs> <True>. <laughs> and say about what's coming next, yeah. but we've got, we've got some really, what I think are important topics that we're going to cover mm-hmm. in the next coming weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. That's good. Give ducks. Oh yeah. Who's Mike? Jake's. Jake's Mike. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That that was- I think that worked. Anyway, until next time, folks, have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.